1: Welcome to the Danny Klink Scale Reasonably Irreverent Podcast. Insightful and witty commentary, probing interviews, and detours from the beaten path.
0: Welcome to the Danny and Blair Weekend Sports Wrap right here on the Danny Klinkscale Reasonably Irreverent podcast. And it is our last visit with Blair. Uh, The spring season is wrapping up and also he'll be uh, starting up a podcast of his own at KansasCityStar.com. So that will be an interesting listen. Competition for me. Friendly competition, as it were. What a great day yesterday in the world of sports and over the weekend. And even yesterday, if you consumed all the things that were making news, like the Rose getting a sweep and uh, Tiger winning the Masters and sporting coming back for a tie, if you did all that in real time, I I appreciate that and realize that uh, you perhaps don't have any kind of family life. So... (laughs) to get through I managed through on some live and some DVR lots of things to chew on including the wrap-up of the college basketball season and looking ahead there with Blair the who has specializes so much in the college sports as well as spring football going on so we've got Tiger we've got Royals we've got sporting we've got college sports we've got it all pretty much with Blair Kirkhoff of the Kansas City Star coming up If you are looking for quality work on your home by a local company that values integrity as well as quality, then Easton Roofing is the easy choice. You're not just a number or contract to Easton where no job is too big or too small. Owner Joe Spiker is always personally available to you if you have questions or concerns. For residential and commercial roofing jobs large and small, attic insulation, gutters and much more, Easton Roofing is the perfect choice for you. Among their countless accolades are four consecutive years as an Angie's List Super Service Award winner, over 65-star Google reviews, over 65-star Yelp reviews, and Best of House honors four years in a row. A hands-on small business named after the owner's son, Easton Roofing does things the right way. All repairs are completed by Easton employees and the company is completely licensed and insured. Get the personal quality work that you are looking for for the most important thing in your life a safe and beautiful home. Visit EastonRoofing.com or call 913-257-5426. Make the best choice when you need help with your home. Eastern Roofing, where integrity matters.
1: For many people, a family law case will be one of the most difficult experiences in their life. The law firm of Kenneth McRae will help you through it. Personal and effective help from Ken in concert with you will develop a unique strategy for your unique case. As Ken always says, divorce can be civil law, not civil war. Licensed in Kansas? Visit McRaeLawOffice.com or call 913-972-4765
0: get a refreshing change of your expectations of a sports bar and restaurant at the 23rd Street Brewery in Lawrence. Matt Llewellyn's welcoming spot at Clinton Parkway and Castle covers all the bases, like their own handcrafted beers and all the televisions you need for great sports viewing, but it's the large, varied, and delicious menu that stands apart. From a favorite of mine like the awesome ahi tuna appetizer to great sandwiches, outstanding pizza, and truly fantastic entrees, the 23rd Street Brewery has it all. Matt and his friendly staff make it that much more enjoyable. Food until 10, fun until late. The 23rd Street Brewery is a can't-miss stop when you are in Lawrence. Blair, what a weekend in sports. Uh, even if Francesco Molinari had not thrown up on the back nine of the Masters yesterday, not feeling so bad since he's got an open championship and a Ryder Cup uh, uh, rock star performance in his back pocket in the last year. But still, if he hadn't, it still would have been a very good sports weekend, Royal Sweep, Sporting pulls out a result, all kinds of other good things going on. But in the end, it turns into a historic day in sports. And i are just leaving the slate clean for you on that one.
2: I didn't know if we'd ever see Tiger win another major. I I I was kind of—he's only 43, so there was time to recover physically from from his ailments— but I, I just didn't know if he had the edge that he that he had that that served him so well in the you know from from the time he won his first one what ninety seven the Masters in ninety seven until um, his his Open in I forgot what it was eleven or whatever it was his his most recent uh, 08. was it oh gosh 08, that's right the eleven year drought so um, it, it was phenomenal and but even even when he you know got up among the leaders. I still wasn't sure he could do it. I, I wasn't sure, but the tiger I saw in the back nine at Augusta was the, the tiger that uh, that we have. Um, those of us who are old enough to remember Tiger and, and when he got started, that that was the tiger we saw. And so, I love the narrative of the Dustin Johnsons and the and the Brooks Kepkas. You know, these are the they they got to see the Tiger and experience the Tiger that they grew up watching and and, um, and and pulling for. My feeling was, all of a sudden, now there's a new generation of golfers that might be intimidated by Tiger Woods. You know, the the way he used to intimidate golfers. And, and we didn't think
0: that was going to happen. No, I mean that that factor, and it did happen yesterday. Absolutely, that every you know. Uh, Patrick Cantley takes the lead, three putts the next two holes. Yep. Xander Shoffley takes the lead, blows it in the pine straw, doesn't make a birdie the rest of the way. And Molinari, like and, you and, said, right. double double. And early on, Molinari. So we did see it happen.
2: Yeah, and that's it, I, that's what I remember about Tiger, how how others would melt around him as he would make shot after shot. That his T shirt on the on the um the, the par three was it 16. 16. was just that that was Tiger. That's that's the Tiger I remember. Um, incredible shot making at, at the most uh, you know, pressure-packed moments, so that was fun. It, not, not that golf hasn't been fun, and it hasn't. Not that golf hasn't, you know, um, benefited from the Jordan Spieths and, and 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 other Dustin Johnson, others who have uh, emerged over the last, I don't know, six, seven, eight years, but. The fact that Tiger was in contention yesterday and over the weekend at the Masters made it must-see viewing. You had to watch the Masters, <laughs> and the fact that it was a British Open Masters, right? <laughs> right with, in the morning, in the morning, and playing threesomes, it just cha- it made it uh, you know just a little different, you know, just a little bit different.
0: Now, yesterday, and people can uh, read the blog that I I wrote yesterday, I would encourage that. I would encourage people also to uh, visit uh, our conversation on Friday, a more personal look at Blair Kirkhoff as well on the Friday podcast. So there's your two plugs there. But this wasn't, I mean, this was a comeback story for the ages, but it wasn't Ben Hogan getting hit by a bus and saving his wife's life, or it wasn't Jack Nicholas, just an old man somehow conjuring up the greatness of the past, this was a flawed and failed human being who in many ways had done everything the wrong way on his rise up. So I thought, you know, you're never going to get that on television. I thought Doug Ferguson, for instance, in referencing the Kansas City Star, he's the Associated Press golf writer. He has been their golf writer forever through the entire uh, Tiger era, and he wrote a very balanced piece today. I think that's journalism at its best if you want to not see it. I will give you Kyle Porter at CBSSports.com, who wrote a fanboy piece. And there's there's one thing for us to enjoy the performance of person, and I've seen Tiger up close and personal during his glory years, and it, and it ain't pretty, let me just tell you that. He seems like a much better person in a much better place now. But this is more of admire. I think we should admire guys like Tiger Woods more like we did Ted Williams and Michael Jordan People who you know not adore them, just respect it and see that they're fabulous at what they do. But the adoration is a little much for me. I will say that.
2: Well, I I, I haven't I haven't read that piece in CBS Sports. I will now that you've referenced it because I'm curious about it.
0: And it's a very well written piece, by the way. Be,
2: listen, listen. Tiger has not been Tiger for more than a decade, right? He, or he hasn't won a major in more than a decade. Right. There were some other you know occasions where he. Won, won tournaments and was up on the money leader board but but not won a major. so uh, so yeah, all the questions about whether Tiger would win another major were absolutely valid. So that's a long stretch. Jack Nicholas didn't go 10 years between right. majors when he was winning his his 18 and um, so and, and as you said, Danny, he, he is a flawed human. Um, just like many athlete, great athletes are flaws. His flaws occurred at a time right. when social media is what it is, and Jack Nicholas, if he had flaws, or Ted Williams, or Stan Musial, or whoever, whatever great athlete from another era you want to um, you want to suggest, didn't have the scrutiny right. that uh, that Tiger Woods did, or anybody else who lived in in the time that Tiger Woods has lived. So, I, I would just caution anybody who wants to make a judgment on. Uh, on on tiger to keep keep that in mind but i would also suggest don't ignore it that's part of the right. narrative it's right. part of the tiger woods narrative. it's it's it, part of what makes this comeback fantastic is because he was so flawed not only you know in his personal life but certainly physically and and uh, there was there were reasons to believe that he would not come back to this yes and he has come back and it's right. it's great that he has he's only 43 and, you know, Jack was 46 when he won the 86 right. Masters.
0: And, and you and, knew that was probably it.
2: Yes. And the fact that it was such an unbelievable sports moment um, that a 46-year-old golfer could withstand all the pressures that come with the, the Masters and win it. Tiger at 43, winning yesterday, I, I see him now in a different way going forward. I think he'll break Jack's Masters – or uh, 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 Major's record. I do. I think, there, I think he's got at least three more in him after what I saw yesterday.
0: Very interesting. I will, of course, I said he'd never win again, and I would have bet great money that he'd never win a major, and I'll still bet good money that he doesn't get three more, but that's just me because I think maybe those younger players learned a little bit of something yesterday. And Molinari, for instance, Molinari's already stood toe-to-toe with him and beat him at the Open, and Kepka's done it at the PGA. So I think this maybe was a little bit more of an aberration. They'll get past it. It was Augusta, so it was different than those other places. But uh, anyway, reflect on that. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy my blog or not. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly positive. it was a great moment in sports. I think we should just be able to separate as we sit here as journalists I guess that's we'll wrap it up this way. As journalists we are not paid charged with being fans. The fan part of it can be part of it but it in my mind it should only be part of it.
2: Well I think the 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 inner fan in everybody, Uh, is what draws us into the business in the first place. No doubt. And then you have to um, set aside the fandom. The the teams that I pulled for as a kid, I don't pull for any. (laughs) I I just separate that. Um, And... As I've, I've told people throughout my career, that you, what you learn to really pull for yourself in this business. Whatever makes your job right. the, the easiest or the best. And listen, Tiger winning yesterday made Doug Ferguson's job great <laughs> yesterday.
0: <laughs> it did. I, I'll just give a personal example, and then there's, we have about a, a dozen things to talk about. But yesterday I was working on a podcast. I went to Park University on Saturday. Now this will be this podcast will air at com Tuesday. I'm watching the Masters yesterday, and I'm working on this podcast about e-gaming. Uh, Park yes, University is, going, by that, by is going to be the first area university. They already have. They had a team this. They mm-hmm. had a team this uh, spring, and there was a big event for for uh, children, not children, but gamers up there yeah. this weekend. And so I, I was really interested in that. I know nothing about gaming. So it's going to be a fun, it was going to be, and it was a fun piece to do, and, and it will now be switched to Tuesday. But literally, I'm towards the end, and now Tiger's going to win. I mean, I realize he's going to win. I'm sitting there with my wife. We'll, I'll be honest, truth to tell, neither one of us were rooting for Tiger. Uh, but uh, but we weren't like, screw Tiger. you know. And it was too great a moment. But anyway, about an hour to go, I'm like, i got to write a blog about Tiger. I mean, I have to. I mean, I'm, I can't put out a podcast about e-sports on Sunday afternoon. So there's the impact. And, and that blog did as much traffic as anything I've ever done. Sure. You know, Tiger moves the needle. He does. It, it, and uh, he's great for golf. He brought people into the sport who never would have paid attention to it, ever. Absolutely. I'm I'm sitting here wearing Nike golf shorts, okay? And, and Tiger Woods sold a lot of Nike golf equipment that was bad enough that they eventually had to stop making it. They just make gear now. They don't even make (laughs) golf clubs. So that's the impact of uh, tiger woods. Let's do a little bit of Royals. And I want to touch on a variety of things because this is our final one and uh, wrap up some college sports too. Uh, The Royals got a, Feel good weekend, you know. And S- Sam Mellinger in the Star wrote a column about how nobody's going out, and maybe this will help a little bit. They got a long road trip now, but we see the impact in baseball of an early season ten-game losing streak because the Royals just swept the first-place Indians, but they're five and ten, and they're still in last place.
2: And four and a half out, um, and and uh, by but by sweeping the Indians, I think that the Indians are still in fr- maybe Minnesota. Anyway, the, yeah. the the leader of the division is right a game over five hundred or something. So. Right. It's not Mission Impossible, um, but ugh, the ten game losing streak and the way they lost a couple of those Seattle games. When you get you lose four in a row at home to Seattle and you look like the the last two, there's no way they should have lost and they lose them. And I, um, I I had all sorts of visions of. You know, being the biggest disaster season, you know that maybe you have to make a decision on Ned Yost before Ned wanted to make a decision. You know, have a decision made on his future or take it out of his hands. Um, but at least the the sweep of the Indians this weekend and the way they won these games a, a walk off on Sunday a, a shutout on Saturday um, you know the Alex Gordon hitting a home run for you know the, the, oh yeah the, you know a ch- kind of charity case on on Friday it was all, it was a really feel good weekend for the Royals who desperately needed to feel good about baseball after losing 10 straight. I I, I saw a, t- a tweet, I guess, or something on social media about teams that have 10 game losing streaks and what the average final record for those teams are during the year and it's not not good. I mean, it's not I think they end up winning in the have 60s or something and and maybe this Royals team will still end up like I thought it would somewhere between the low to mid 70s in terms of victory total and and feel good. But what I do believe that the 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 way to judge this Royals team is not going to end up being by where it finishes in the division or even wins and losses, but the development of um, what they have with, with Keller, with Mondesi, with Solaire, with some of the pieces that they believe will be centerpiece type players when they are competitive again. So, and so far with those players, Solaire hit the you know, solar home run yesterday. Keller's been really, really good, and Mondesi is a difference-making player. Anyway, on, on and that— And Dozier
0: had a good home stand yes, after he a did. terrible start.
2: Yes, and that's important, too. And so, on that level, in this measurement, it's not a disaster for the Royals so far. I don't expect them to win the division, be in the playoffs. But I want to see the players who I think will be part of the next run for the Royals— uh, not fail and so far they're not failing the shame of all this is the division is ripe to be taken by a team that's competent and, and the royals royals are competent I, I, I don't mean to use that word but if if you lucked into an 85 relevant. win yes relevant if you lucked into an 85 win season like the twins did a couple years ago to be the wild card team you'd be team, at least in it you'd be in it you'd, you'd have a playoff team and for and and I know that that's not the the bigger picture for for the Royals to to luck into a playoff one year, but for a organization that is starved for postseason, even with the two years of 14 and 15, that's two out of what 35 now or whatever right. it is, luck into one once in a while. Everybody else <laughs> seems to luck into one once <laughs> right. in a while. Why can't the Royals?
0: Right, exactly. We'll talk about a variety of things still to come right here on the Dan Kling scale Loop. Reasonably Irreverent podcast, the final Danny and Blair sports wrap for the weekend, uh, right here on dannyclinkscale.com.
1: More of Danny's Reasonably Irreverent podcast after this.
0: Looking for a truly unique escape from your normal entertainment or corporate team-building regimen? Stay tuned for an exclusive offer only for Reasonably Irreverent listeners. I'm excited to tell you about an extraordinary destination, the Exit Room, located in the heart of beautiful downtown Lee Summit. The Exit Room is a distinctive entertainment option that offers a cool alternative to the normal couples' night out, family get-togethers, and corporate team-building events. The Exit Room is a -a one-of-a-kind boutique escape room catering to special occasions and corporate team-building events and is unmatched in the Kansas City metro. With five individually designed and varied escape room adventures, your party or employees can unplug from their electronic world, interact with one another, match wits, and ultimately escape the humdrum of the ordinary. The Exit Room adventures cross decades and centuries and create fascinating fun. I know the owners well. They are local folks. Their staff is warm and friendly. Their lobby is inviting and beautiful, and their adventures are award-winning. Check online. There are over 1,000 reviews and note that they are a rare five-star ranked business. Visit their website and Facebook page and any of my listeners who books online at TheExitRoomKC.com using the promo code CLINKSCALE19 gets 10% off any ticket purchase. The Exit Room and Lee Summit. Unplug, interact, and escape. (laughs) Sumner One is the company to make your office maximize efficiency. Their family of companies make up one of the largest independent dealers of office technology in the Midwest. They are proud to bring the best service and technology to top companies across the region. Sumner One can help your organization run more smoothly than ever. Under 1 Printers, Copiers, MFPs, Managed Print Services, Document Management, Infrastructure Design, IT Services, Disaster Recovery, and Business Continuity. Welcome to the one place where everything works. For more information, call Carl Little at 913-752-2256. I've been Dubed, and you should be next. Yes, doob. D-O-O-B. It's the keepsake of a lifetime, a 3D-generated, incredibly lifelike figurine. I just had one done of me. 66 cameras take an image at exactly the same moment in any pose, and state-of-the-art 3D technology transforms that into exact replicas of you, anyone you know or love, a pet, whomever is close to your heart. Create lifetime memories with a dube visit their Facebook page at doob3d Kansas City or better yet see their incredible creations at their store on 119th Street in La Paloma Plaza near the Cheesecake Factory do be next back with Blair Kirkhoff here on a Monday and Blair your uh, final word on Sunday Sound Off on NBC local NBC affiliate last night was about Sporting Kansas City it's a very interesting time for Sporting KC because they just get absolutely cremated by, uh, that's a terrible choice of word, but it's accurate, uh, by Monterey, making a lot, you know, you you just have to get past it because it's a difficult analysis. Can you still drum up the enthusiasm? Can you still be fired up about MLS when you know face on, face up, you're you're just second tier in many ways?
2: That's the... That's the big picture question for me when it comes to sporting. I don't think anybody, you know, anybody understands soccer and and most everybody understands it and appreciates, not appreciates, but understands it better than me. Um, But even I knew that there are, you know, a handful to several professional leagues in other parts of the world that are better than the M- MLS, right? But I, that doesn't matter to me. Right. It doesn't, because this is the league that I have, that I follow, and, and, and I've got a team here in my town, which includes local local players, which I think is really cool, and it doesn't matter to me that MLS is not EPL or, right. you know, Going Lule- to Right. Exactly. Or. It doesn't matter to me. But it seemed to matter to them a lot, you know, to, to move up uh, in, in the ranks of international leagues and... And the opportunity, the opportunities like that don't always present themselves. When one did, this year, it didn't go well. It didn't go well at all. I watched that game. I was actually in Minneapolis at the Final Four, and I uh, it was on Wednesday night, and I my first night up there, and I called the game up on my on, the, on my laptop streaming. So I'm laying in bed watching it, and after the second goal, I thought, Oh, come on, they lose two to one, it'll be okay. The third goal comes in I think it was right before maybe early in the second half and I, and I just flipped the computer off because even I could tell there was just a difference in the level of play and ended up being five to nothing and what a bad result that was right. for, for for sporting made it impo- made the second game I don't know what you even think about going into it um, but it was nice to get a couple goals you and know, they tried they did they did they they put forth a great effort and so now my thinking changes too I hope it doesn't you know I hope there's not a you know, a short-term uh, problem for for sporting, and they they get a tie against the Red Bulls on Sunday night, and, and a late goal to do it from their you know from their phenom, right? Uh, the the sixteen-year-old who scored for the third time in three MLS games. So I'm I'm listen. It, it doesn't make me any more or less of a of a you know follower of sporting. I really do love that we mm-hmm. have that team in this Absolute, town, absolutely. And 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 I they are in so many ways uh, an example of. Uh, of how a, a professional sports operation should work in terms of fan engagement and, and building from, you know, local using local talent, that sort of thing. But they haven't had too many down moments, and I thought this was a down moment I for Agreed.
0: Them. Yeah, agreed. And, uh, you know, you just want to get past it, get to the enthusiasm of, you know, th- the point is, in world soccer, it's not like American sports, the, the the structure of it is there's big boys e- even in each individual league in the premier league the top six is referred to all the time and if anybody cracks it that's like a big accomplishment yeah you know you're not going to win i mean lester did a couple of years ago that was like a miracle story in the history of sports yeah, that, was,
2: that was a century story same, yeah
0: same thing in all the other leagues there's two or three teams in spain that consistently dominate. that's what's expected so having your own league where you are competitive and it's different, that that's a great thing. And the fans were back and engaged last night. So I think they will get past it. It just would have been so great if they lost five to two on aggregate against Monterey. (laughs) Yeah. Right.
2: That's right. Um, If, if uh, the first game was just so, such a downer, or maybe if the series had started in Kansas city, you'd have had a competitive game and then take your lumps down in in Monterey. Um, But Boy, that first one! And look, they they had gotten this. We're talking about the 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 um, you know the ten two aggregate. The fact that Sporting got as far as it did in the Concacaf right, gap, as
0: far as anybody's gotten
2: ever gotten from the from the MLS. So that that in itself is worth acknowledging and uh, and celebrating for for soccer fans. That is great. But w- again, when is this opportunity going to come around again? Not just for MLS, but for 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 our team, you know, right? Our team.
0: All right, we're going to have to probably do this in bullet point fashion <laughs> because what we have is uh, a, a college basketball season concluding for all, and now spring football going on for our three area teams. So we've got six teams to deal with here. So uh, we can't go into depth in each one. We can't go Stan Weber on each one. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> my great friend. I love Stan. My Weber. great friend. Love Absolutely, Stan. absolutely breaks things down like no other. Uh, let's start with the basketball season ends. A really great NCAA tournament, a not-so-great NCAA tournament uh, for the local teams. Now Kansas is being stripped bare, basically, of their, of their players. Uh, we don't think Devon Dotson going to go to the NBA, but he's declared, and if he hears the right thing, you don't know what goes through these young players' minds. Do they really even want to be in college? I don't know Devon Dotson well enough to know whether he really likes – I mean, I think everybody, you know, basketball players like being in college – the girls like them. You're the big man. I mean, right. do, but do they really care, want to go to class and put up with all that? And Will just even being told, hey, you might get drafted, borderline drafted, and then or you're a free agent. You might make some money. Maybe that's enough. So we don't know. But that's the challenge of big-time, top-of-the-heap college basketball now for Bill Self and Kansas restructuring each year. And on top of it, it comes in an an environment where they do seem to have been dinged by the FBI investigation in recruiting. The three players that they've recruited already are sort of in the 100 to 150 area, not like Kansas has not had success with players like that, like Devontae Graham, Frank Mason. But for years now, they've gotten top 10 talent. So these things all combined create a really kind of curious and interesting mix for Kansas.
2: I think an uncertainty after a season, unlike you know, we've seen from, from Kansas over the years, Bill Self coached teams. Um, I think as you look at Kansas going forward that Devon Dotson's decision is critical to what, how you're going to think about KU next year. Because the I was looking at this the, the other day, the, the known qualities returning for Kansas are David McCormick, uh, Obaji, uh, Marcus Garrett, and Mitch Lightfoot. Now those are fine players. You know you can you can build a team and a, a, a nice team, maybe an NCAA tournament team around those guys. But Devon Dotson needs to be part of that group for you to feel like th- they're th- going to be Kansas. Yes, that's right. And and then you've got to put some pieces around right. them from the recruiting trail. Um, I. I th- th- Look, Kansas has had years, uh, after they won the national championship in 08, that whole team, the whole starting five was gone, either through uh, graduation or the, or the NBA draft, but they had Cole Aldridge and Sharon Collins coming off the bench. <laughs> right. know, they, they had a pretty good uh, yes. team to, to, to build around, and the Morris twins were part of the, the recruiting class that year, so um, th- this... This, you know, looks like a time when there's just great uncertainty for, for KU basketball going forward, which makes them kind of common, you know? This is what, this is kind of right. how the other half lives in college basketball. And uh, now Bill Self has done some of his great recruiting work in, in the, the summer, spring. Yes. In the spring, in the summer, right? Yes, and Joe Wiggins was, was a late signee. Josh Jackson, a late Heck, signee. They've had
0: guys who, who started school late.
2: Yes, uh, that's exactly right. Um, so... We'll see. I, I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't discount <laughs> no. any. You know anything uh, f- from Bill Self, uh, but it is a. It's a, like I said, a time unlike many other times in Kansas basketball.
0: Kansas State. Let's talk them next. Uh, they lose a lot, but they also have some very intriguing players coming back. Who, if they take that next step per se, and right at this mo- moment in time, they have more highly rated recruits than Kansas does. It does. So this is a different, you know, you, now you don't expect them to ladle on the summer stuff that, that Bill Self usually gets, but an interesting time of transition for them too. You could sit here and make a case that it's going to be a, a rebuild year, or you can make a case that they'll just kind of continue the process.
2: Yep, you, you can. With Cartier-Jada and Marcole uh, Mayween coming back and mcgurl uh, Stockard, There's there's some... There's some pieces there, guys that contribute. In, oh, and Xavier Sneed. I, right. I forgot. I forgot. How do you forget Xavier? Um, no, no. That's uh, you know. As as I'm thinking about what Kansas has returning and what Kansas State has returning, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not. Um, I'm not sure. I, I don't think K State's got a little bit better position there. So, um, yes, they Kansas State does lose a lot. They lose the heart and soul. I. Which which makes the pain of losing a first round game in an upset all the more, right? You know, uh, devastating for, for for the way the Wildcats lost. Um, but I, I noticed right after the championship game, within 24 hours, this this happens every year. People put out their way too early, top right. 25s, right? And this was Kansas at the time with Grimes and Dotson back. I think there was an acknowledgement that uh, Azubuki, uh was not going to be back, and the Lawson's weren't going to be right. back. But I think you could make a case. Kansas top fifteen with Grimes and um, and Dodson back now with those two uncertain. Grimes I think was lost for good. Uh, he he's just yeah, going to be gone. he's going to be gone. And and let's let's just say Dodson's not back. I don't know if Kansas is a preseason top twenty five team. And the only probably other, on reputation. Neil, maybe Neil maybe he gets Stater, in early. Yeah. And the significance of that would be Kansas has a streak of two hundred consecutive AP polls. They've been ranked in at second all time. So the first time that they're out, they they obviously lose that streak. Um, Kansas State, I think, showed up in one of them. But there weren't other Big 12 teams. Maybe Texas Tech just because of what what they had just accomplished. I don't think the Big 12 looks on paper to be a terrific league next year. There's just a lot of unknowns going into next season. It, may, it might have to be a newcomer league for the Big 12, because if you look at their, whoever, they're, they're, they're all conference teams, their first and second team. I think just about everybody from those teams right. are gone.
0: Missouri, I think an interesting and, and important year for Conzo Martin next year. Uh, you know, it hasn't gone great for him, either from the standpoint of, you know, they made an NCAA tournament uh, this year, no tournament play, disappointing season, not unexpectedly disappointing, uh, terrible Luck with injuries so far, uh, but hey, year three. I mean, if they have a if they have a bad year, I mean, it's going to start to look like the you know previous stops maybe for Conzo Martin. So I, I think a pivotal year coming up.
2: I think so too. I, I was I'm kind of willing to give him a bit of a pass on this year just because of the Jante Porter in the unexpected. Uh, injury to Jante Porto. All injuries are unexpected, of course, but right. for the second straight year to lose your best player exactly. in the preseason, and for, for I, I thought Conzo built up equity in this first year by getting that team to the tournament, you know, riding Cassius Robertson and, um, and, and, and others to the tournament unexpectedly after losing the best player, and then this year just ended, in, you know, it was just just a slog getting through this year right. without Porter and, and finishing in the bottom what the 11th seed in the SEC tournament, something like that. So um, yeah, I, that, that does set up an important next season. They're down a player now with uh, with KJ Santos deciding not to return, deciding to transfer. But I, I saw enough um, from this year's team, especially the freshman guards that to, to have me encouraged. Now, uh, they do have a top recruit, uh, a power forward coming in, um, it, but Porter re-injuring his knee, you know, kind of makes a decision. He's not going to be available to for anybody, whether he comes back to Missouri or, or goes to the NBA. That's another, you know, year of rehab for him. So it's a kind of a lost, you know, a lost year for him. So what's Tillman going to do? Is Jeremiah Tillman going to? I think he's back, and if he comes back, that's a nice piece to build around for right. Missouri. I think for Missouri I look at them to improve, to take the next step, and I need to know more to 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 wonder if it's a tournament team or not. I'm not there yet for, for Missouri.
0: And uh, I guess the dirty little secret also is that the SEC all of a sudden is turning it's a into monster. A, it's a monster. Yeah.
2: Yep. I mean as we saw in the NCAA tournament as we right. saw in Kansas City in the Midwest region final, Auburn and Kentucky yep. duking it out duking it out. So and and Tennessee spent what, six weeks at number one this year and couldn't get out of the sweet sixteen. Yeah, it it is. Uh, they're they're just hiring terrific coaches in that league. And how about Rick Barnes deciding to pass up UCLA to stay right. at, at Tennessee? So that they've gotten great coaches in in the SEC. They've always had the athletes, and now they've they're kind of putting those two elements together: great athletes and great coaches.
0: Talk about promise and the the spring training of football. You know, and from a emotional standpoint in referencing baseball everything's positive in spring training even if you're a team that everybody knows is going to be terrible it it, it always looks better in the spring spring football's kind of like that as well and let's start with the story at Kansas uh, because it was interesting to hear you know Jesse Newell wrote a thing with uh, in the star about five points from that and one of them was that you know the Les Miles effect and the enthusiasm brought and him pointing out that Basically, that night, now they had a rap concert afterwards. Yes. But uh, the, the atmosphere there was better than for many games last year.
2: Absolutely. When I saw a photograph on social media of the the press box side of the stadium and to see, you know, seats occupied up toward the press box because there weren't seats available down below, I thought, well, that's now that's something different that you haven't seen. And, yes, the concert a- accounts for a, probably a lot of that, but it's still, I mean, that's... What a good idea to have it at night, right. make it an occasion. New coach, it was the, all the elements were there to 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 create an atmosphere, and and Kansas did. You know, on the field, um, you know, I just going coming out of last season, I thought, well, at least Kansas is going to have. You know Carter Stanley back at quarterback, and it turns out he's not going to be the guy. the The pit right. transfer, right? McVitie. Uh, yeah, McVitie yeah. looks like he's the guy. Good size kid, six right. five. Um, I don't, I don't and know. And that's We're, so
0: important. I mean, Kansas hasn't had good quarterback play I, I, since I, Reising, No, basically, that, and and that kills you.
2: It it in college, well, any football, but especially in college, especially in the Big Twelve, where you got to score. You have to score absolutely, or if you you've got to be primo at keeping other teams from scoring and not many people and Nobody, 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 nobody really does that no, <laughs> occasionally you get a, a good defensive team but um uh, but yeah you've got to have a you kind of have a quarterback and kansas somewhat like texas hasn't had that quarterback in about 10 years texas seems to have one now with sam ellinger um not to be confused with sam mellinger of the star <laughs> um and we'll see if, if, if McViddy is the guy for for ku
0: quarterback obviously will be a uh issue for Missouri but seemingly especially off an encouraging spring game as we talk about optimism Kelly Bryant had some uh, good deep throws good medium throws a windy day so but anything you do sort of positive and that type of thing but they did get a significant transfer to come in they look like they have um, a guy who played at an upper upper level program so it seems like they should they certainly shouldn't have bad quarterback
2: play no and they won't Uh, Kelly Bryant has played at you know at the highest played in the uh, championship not not the title game he played in the semifinal the bowl lost to, uh, to Auburn or to Alabama a few couple years ago but no no they, they've they don't take a step not a big step back at all at that position now keep this in mind he looked great on Saturday right but and schools are smart to do this they script it so the new quarterback Always looks good. <laughs> you have to do that for your fans. That, that's important. You don't want the commentary coming out of the spring football with a new quarterback to be, oh my gosh, he what, threw what, five what, picks. What, what are we going to do? We got to start over a quarterback. So, hats off to uh, to, to Barry Odom and, and to Missouri to to help that process. Uh, still, but you're right, Danny. He look, he was Clemson's starting quarterback for an ACC championship team. This is they're not going to drop off much. They're going to be different, but. Uh, they're not going to drop off much at that position. The question now is, can the appeal process work for right. Missouri and get them into the postseason? This is a postseason team. Missouri is going to start in preseason top twenty fives, and when you when you're when there's that expectation, you look forward to the next game, and you're always talking about what the bowl game is going to end up being. Do we have a chance to win the you know the the, the division, and and who would we play in the conference championship game, and what bowl might be available? You don't want to lose that conversation. So Missouri. That's the next big step is the appeal process. Do you
0: have any feel in people you talk to or anything else about the, this appeal process? In my mind, just from, you know, 50,000 feet, it doesn't look great to me, but—
2: Appeals don't often work um, for, for NCAA sanctions. Kansas is dealing with theirs with Silvio Dassault, so that, that appeal uh, with the eligibility— and Missouri with this, uh, you know, the Missouri argument, of course, is they they cooperated fully. They not only cooperated fully; they they identified the problem and and went to the NCAA with the problem. Um, and so, shouldn't there shouldn't there be some? Should that not have been taken into consideration when when handing out the punishment? And and the response from the NCAA was this fit under this category of in our in our punishment grid. We gave you what has been assigned and prescribed. Um, it, it, from rules agreed upon by the membership of which you're a member, so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I, I I tell Missouri fans just as I tell Kansas fans, don't be hopeful. And if it happens, then you're then you're overjoyed. And if it doesn't happen, you you you, you haven't invested too much emotion in it. And
0: finally, uh, K State. Somebody asked me the other day, just a a fan at, at some. Setting, you know, who, who's going to be, who's going to win more games the next five years? Who's going to be better the next five years, Kansas or, or Kansas State? And and I just said, I just think because of the culture, Kansas State, I'll pick Kansas State. Even though I think Les Miles will make Kansas respectable again, get to some bowl games. I think I think Kansas football will will rise up from this muck that they're in right now, but. Kansas State football really matters to Kansas State people so there's an inherent pressure there Kleinman's a proven winner you see things like uh, you know a running back from Ball State going there just because Kleinman said he didn't hadn't even seen K State when he walked on cam, Kansas campus but he said you know this that's the guy I want to play with I want to play power five football I think all those indications to me would would be positive for Kansas State but we haven't seen anybody win at Kansas State, also except Bill Snyder.
2: That's but we exactly. only had
0: we only had one other example. Right. But, but that was that was uh, certainly also uh, promising as well.
2: It was, but that's a great example because we saw him in the middle of Bill Snyder, right? So we gave him. He had, um, you know, he, uh, you know, Ron Prince had, you know, everything that Bill Snyder had built, and he couldn't win with it. And then Bill Snyder took over what Ron Prince left him and won with it. So. Uh, it's, it's actually kind of, a, 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 I think, a really good example of how difficult it is. it's been for anybody other than Bill Snyder to, to win there. But every, all, every point you make is a, is a good one, Danny, I, I think. And, and, but there is a culture at Kansas State, a, a, a football culture there, that is, uh, that, that's part of winning and an expectation. There's an expectation to win f- football games at Kansas State. And if that doesn't happen, fans will get angry, and Kansas State will have to react like places with expectations react. Change the coach, you know, they right. do something drastic. So there is a there's a greater pressure on Chris Kleiman at Kansas State than there is on Les Miles at Kansas. Um, and and I think I think Kansas State will respond to that. I'm not sure we're in for I, there are a lot of issues that they've got to they got to address and and uh, holes to fix this year at K State. I'm not sure we're looking at a bowl team at Kansas State. If, if we are, I, I think it's borderline bowl. And I, I say that because not just for what Kansas State is, but with the rest of the conference. Um, new coaches at four of the programs, KUK State, uh, West Virginia, and Texas Tech. So I, I think you automatically kind of slot those teams as the bottom four in the league behind the more established coaches and, and teams with the, with the quarterbacks that, that are more familiar but Scholar Thompson's back for Kansas State. Right. That, that's a that's a plus for, for Chris Klein. And I agree with you. If I had to say, if five years from now I'd say Kansas State is still, you know, more wins than than KU in football. But it would probably be closer than in any other five year period. Uh, it would just be my guess.
0: And in closing things out, uh, just back to basketball for a second. We're about to embark on another uh, spring summer of uh, trials uh, as we move to Nike now. Starting next college basketball season, will we be in a better or worse place in the land of college basketball?
2: I'll say better because if nothing else changes, we'll be more aware of things than we'll be smarter about the way the process works than we were, say, year and a half, two years ago. Um, you know, you can say, you can think what you do about uh, Michael Avenatti uh, and you know his his reputation, you know his, you know, who he's represented, all that, but you know he had the goods. You know he he's got the proof that that you know there was some uh, there was some, some under the table stuff going on with the Zion Williamson's mother, and that has to be addressed by the NCAA. I, I think it has to be addressed by the NCAA. I hope it is, and. When he says in a, in a tweet that uh, I, f- I forgot the exact number, if it was fifty or seventy-five, others, uh, you know, he had already exposed, um, you know, DeAndre Ayton at Arizona and Bull Bowl the you know our own Bull, Bull right. um at Oregon, and now Zion Williamson's mother. Those are the three that have been out there most prominently, but there are o- there are others. There is abs- we're talking about the culture of Kansas State football. There's absolutely a culture problem in, in men's college basketball, and we all thought it and we all believed it and um, and we, we knew some of it through the great reporting of people like Dan Wetzel and, right. and Pat Forty and all, but now it's out there on it's on wiretap, it's on you know court you know documents. Now it's out there, it's it's proof, and it's up to, it's up to the colleges and the NCAA to determine what they want that sport to look like and be like. Now, having covered the Final Four last week, with 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 three of the four teams there are non-brand name. You know, Michigan right. State was the brand. Auburn, Texas Tech, Virginia, the the non-brand names. I don't know if I could have enjoyed a Final Four the competition more than I did. Do we have to have Kentucky and Duke and Kansas and North Carolina in the Final Four every year to enjoy it? I I don't know if we do or not. So but, so do those schools have to play those games to get one and dones to have, you know, false fake, fake classes to do all the problems that we've we've had with college basketball in you know, recently for there to be, you know, a, a successful product, I don't think we do. I think we can have a successful product, and and keep street agents out of the game when the kids are 13 and 14, and keep the shoe companies from, you know, from the, the under, you know, creating the underground economy that ends up funneling these guys to to, to the to the big programs. I think we can have that, uh, and I hope we do have that.
0: Blair, it's been a pleasure doing this uh, this uh, spring, and uh, I re- wish you reasonably good luck with your podcast <laughs> that's starting <laughs> up on the Kansas City Star. I appreciate that, And uh, I really enjoyed it, and uh, thanks for all your help. I,
2: I enjoyed it as well. Thank all right, you.
0: Blair Kirkhoff. And he's got podcasts in addition to the 8 million other things uh, he's going to be doing, so look for those at the Kansas City Star. Look for them. In conjunction with looking right here at the Danny Klingscale Reasonably Irreverent Podcast. I second that. Claire <laughs> Kirchhoff joining us.
1: This podcast was made possible by our great sponsors like Easton Roofing, the presenting sponsor of Kansas City Profiles at the Danny Klingscale Reasonably Irreverent Podcast. Easton Roofing, where integrity matters. We hope you enjoyed the latest Danny Klingscale Reasonably Irreverent Podcast.